Welcome back to Monday Mornings on the Narrow Path. I'm Brother Seth. Today we're going to be in 1 Kings chapter 11, uh, the first nine verses. But King Solomon loved many strange women together with the daughter of Pharaoh, women of the Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Zidonians, and Hittites, of the nations concerning which the Lord said unto the children of Israel, You shall not go into them, neither shall they come in unto you, for surely they will turn away your heart after their gods. Solomon clave unto these in love. And he had seven hundred wives, princesses, and three hundred concubines, and his wives turned away his heart. For it came to pass when Solomon was old that his wives turned away his heart after other gods. And his heart was not perfect with the Lord his God, as was the heart of David his father. For Solomon went after Ashtaroth, the goddess of the Zidonians, and after Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonites. <clears throat> and Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord, and went not fully after the Lord, as did David his father. Then did Solomon build a high place for Chemosh, the abomination of Moab, in the hill that is before Jerusalem, and for Molech, the abomination of the children of Ammon. And likewise did he for all his strange wives, which burnt incense and sacrificed unto their gods. And the Lord was angry with Solomon, because his heart was turned from the Lord God of Israel, which had appeared unto him twice. Now in, in the second verse there, where it talks of the Lord said unto the children of Israel, this was actually something that he said to Moses when he was talking to the children of Israel about going in and, and actually conquering the land and clearing the path before them to, to make Canaan ready for them and the area around secure for them. That's where he commanded them that they should not take these women to wife and they shouldn't take these sons as husbands because they would draw their heart away from God to that of their gods. And Solomon didn't heed that, you know, and it started his first wife mentioned in first Kings is Pharaoh's daughter. Of course, Egypt very well understood and known as, you know, a polytheistic society uh, that the children of Israel had managed to escape. But then he had 700 wives, princesses, 300 concubines, and his wives turned away his heart. And I won't blame his wives because Solomon took the actions he took. He intentionally married these women that God had told them would do this. And part of me wonders, you know, if the wisdom that God had given him had led him to a state of pride of this. Well, that can't happen to me. Look how wise I am. And I don't know. I don't have confirmation of that. But this didn't, this doesn't begin all at once. Uh, it, it is, it was a slippery slope it was a doorway he cracked open. Uh, he he brought he brought in his wives and he let them keep their traditions and keep their gods, uh, which was you know it it was opposed to that which he was raised to do, which he was commanded to do. And you know in in verse nine, you see where the Lord was angry with Solomon because his heart was turned from the Lord of Israel which had appeared unto him twice. And when Solomon became king and God appeared to him, God told him all that he would do for Solomon, 
all the wondrous things and wonderful gifts he would do for Solomon um, that he had done for David that would exceed David if only Solomon would obey his statutes and commandments and walk after him. And that is the thing right there. You can see he went after Ashtaroth and, and these other gods, and he did evil in the sight of the Lord, which I'm assuming means he also, you know, he, he practiced in their ceremonies. You know, he, he did worship under them. Even if it was only half-hearted worship, it was still worship. He attended these services and ceremonies to these other gods. And it says, when Solomon was old. So, it started small. You know, he probably was like, oh, I want to, you know, make her happier. Oh, well, you know, this wife does this. And he he thought he would be okay. And that is the problem with sin. We, I'm, I'm, I'm as guilty as anyone. We dabble in things that we should leave alone. We go, well, I'll, I'll be okay just a little bit. I'm just going to dip my toe in the water and see how it is. Unfortunately, the problem is that sin is not a a wading pool where you can just dip your toe in to, to test the measure of the water. It's an all or nothing. Uh, sin is less of a wading pool and it's more like a bucket of paint. If you stick your finger in a bucket of paint, the paint stays on your finger. And then you can wipe it off on stuff. But unless you are cleansed of it through the blood of Christ and through uh, repentance... That 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 taint stays, you know, and and it's it's easy and it'll get other places, and and it's it's very important for us as believers to be aware of of what we are doing. Just as Solomon, Solomon was wise. We know this. God gave Solomon wisdom. Solomon asked for wisdom of the Lord. So we know Solomon was wise, and yet he was very foolish. Very foolish in this. He built a high place, quote unquote, high place, which would was be considered a place of worship for Chemosh, the abomination of Moab. And the term abomination, I'm sure, is not used lightly. And, and he then built one for Molech, again, known as the abomination, which to me tells me he was building places of worship for these pagan gods. And those probably included blood sacrifices. They may have included human sacrifices. I'm not fully versed in what the worship of these were, but I do know there were gods at that time who required that. And so he set up and erected pagan temples in the land of God, in in the sight of God. And, you know, his heart, and that's and that's what it said. He he is compared to his father, and we know David sinned. We know David committed evil. Uh, we know that because we can read it. He committed evil with Solomon's mother Bathsheba, uh, with Uriah the Hittite after after David saw her and lusted after her. And and his and in verse four you can see it. His heart was not perfect with the Lord his God as was the heart of David his father. And you can you can finish reading First Kings chapter eleven to see kind of what what the punishment was. 
And throughout it, God is telling Solomon, you know, this is going to happen. I would do this, but for your father, David, your father's sake, or David, my servant's sake. David, for all his shortcomings, never, never strayed from the worship of God. And his heart was always yearning to the Lord. When David did wrong, he was grieved in that he had upset God. He was grieved in the fact that his Lord was not happy with him. And he recognized that and he lamented that and he grieved that and he praised God for the mercies he did have. Even when things were bad, he praised God. And here we see Solomon, wise King Solomon, letting his heart stray and accepting it. And it's important you know, as we talked about last week, it's important the people we surround ourselves with. But it is also important that we not open the door to these influences that are going to lead us astray. And, you know, in this case, he had the, the Mosaic writings and laws. He knew, I am sure, what God had told them about taking these worshipers of strange gods into their homes as spouses and what, what they would do. And he said, and eh, what happened to me, it'll be okay to me. Or he didn't think about it at all and married them because a, it was a political alliance or B, Hey, they were, they were beautiful or they were, they sang beautifully or they were artistic or for whatever reason he took them as a spouse we we see in that the start of his downfall because the decisions he made and the the statutes of god he chose to ignore thus ending in full-blown idolatry and you think, wow, and this this was the son of David. This is literally the son of David. He inherited the throne from David. And then he, he chose to fall into this idolatry. And he chose to fall into this sin and worshiping of foreign gods. And, and it is heartbreaking how easy it is to let those things in and turn a blind eye to them. Or you start to dabble, and then before you know it, you are too far gone, and you don't even realize where you are. Uh, I I would think... I, I, a, addiction to narcotics is, is probably the easiest thing here. A, a drug addict metaphor is probably the easiest thing here. You start with something small, and then before you know it, you are far farther than you've ever wanted to go, doing things you never wanted to do, and not realizing how you got there. And I believe that's what Solomon did. I think he started dabbling. And then before it was over, God was going to take the kingdom and divide the tribes. And he was going to rend the kingdom of Israel and it was no longer going to be a unified kingdom. And the only reason he didn't cut, cut off the line is because he had a covenant with David. And it's, and, and I mean, if you read on in verse 13, in verse 12 and 13, he says, 
Notwithstanding in those days, I will not do it for David thy father's sake, but I will rend it out of the hand of thy son. Talking about the kingdom. Howbeit I will not rend away all the kingdom, but will give one tribe to thy son for David my servant's sake, and for Jerusalem's sake, which I have chosen. Um, and that's the thing when you when we talk about the blessings of our fathers, Solomon's kingdom is not ripped from his hands because of what David did for David's sake. But now because of Solomon's sin, the kingdom is going to be ripped apart from his son. It is very important for us to rejoice in the blessings we receive, be grateful for those who came before us and set that standard. And also to think about how our the consequence of our sin echoes throughout time. It comes back to our children. It comes back to our grandchildren as well as the example we set. Not just the sin we commit, but the example we set. Clearly, David, a man after God's own heart, his son fell into idolatry and away from God. So on this Monday morning, if, if you're listening, let's be aware. Let's, let's watch what things we put into our lives. Uh, let's watch what doors we open and what avenues that sin can come slipping in. And, and let's be mindful of that and pray, pray that God guard our hearts and minds from those things and help us to discern them. Uh, this has been Brother Seth with Monday Mornings on the Narrow Road. Lord willing, we'll be back next Monday with another message. Pray for me. I'll be praying for you.